0: The Bob Seska Show.
1: Bob Seska. We will do it live. Fuck it. The Bob Seska <laughs> Show.
0: Just kicking things off with the F-word today because we need it. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 13, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 359 of the biden harrison administration, 299 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram, Seska is my handle. I'm also on Twitter, bobseska underscore go. And this is the Goth Ninjas.
1: <laughs>
0: is that dramatic enough? <laughs> It is uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. And uh, David Ferguson, we call him T Rex, from Astral Summer. That's his band. Astral Summer. AstralSummer.bandcamp.com. Links for both in the description. That's what we do now. All right, Goth Ninjas, welcome to you both. Uh, I have some uh, horrendous news we we the supply chain problem has finally hit us. Kimberly was at the store yesterday at the grocery store and discovered that oh my god there are no meat products, no vegetable products except for mushrooms. But these aren't the fun shrooms obviously. No, no, not not fun at all. Fun. See we have a new fun drop. Every time I say fun. fun. There was that one but now we have a new one. Fun!
2: I thought this was like, I don't know, I, every time I hear about some, like the you know the grocery sh- shelves are empty, I go to the store and everything is there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I to yeah. the grocery
2: store yesterday and everything was there.
0: Uh, Jody, didn't Eric Bollert have something to say about that?
3: Eric Bollert was, you know, doing Eric Bollert um, and being upset. He yeah. said, you know, hi, people in the East Coast, <laughs> you're getting hit with storms right now, which could be slowing trucks arriving places. Plus, don't forget, a lot of stuff was just taken off the shelves for Christmas. Yeah. And things were, are going mm-hmm. to be replaced, like especially like if you go to like a pharmacy or whatever and oh, all the season season stuff is gone because they're going to put your stupid fucking Valentine's shit up, even though they usually do that in November. But still, um, <laughs> a lot of it is because there's storms that are hitting because here in L.A., I haven't had an issue finding anything.
0: I, I, you know, look, it could be the weather. I mean, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what the source of it is. All I know is the perishable stuff is gone. I mean, well, absolutely yeah, like, gone. The- it was Kimberly Store mm.
3: who said on hashtag on, um, sister-in-law over the weekend, she said, yeah, you know, when there's a storm coming, because she lives in um, Massachusetts. Yeah. She goes, when there's a storm coming, everybody goes and hoards everything. So there's nothing if you go in like the day before the storm and then- it'll be all back by the time the storm's over kind of thing.
0: Well, this is an exceptional amount of hoarding. Uh, I've lived through lots of snowstorms back here in the D.C. area, and the tradition here, every time there's inclement weather, doesn't matter if someone goes out to the beltway and spits onto the road, people are going to go indiscriminately bananas here in the D.C. area, the D.C. metro. Eggs,
2: red, milk, eggs. Yeah. Bread, milk, hey, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Bread, how milk. much French toast are you guys going to eat in the 24 hours before the snow milk?
0: That's right. Bread, you milk, know, and toilet paper. That's always the emergency every time there's uh, something happening like that. However, I've never seen it like this. And the, I guess the only other time I've seen it like this in the grocery store was right when the pandemic started. And you couldn't get bottled water, you couldn't mm. get toilet paper, you couldn't get paper towels. The other paper goods it was all gone. And then some of the uh there were some food items that were out of stock as well. But bread not, mainly. Not, yeah, bread, yeah. But not like this. I mean an entire aisle empty. Which is It was
3: see for us before the pandemic, literally like right before we were supposed to be locked down. Mm-hmm. Um I I'd gone to uh the doctor's appointment, I'm like, are you still see- seeing people? And they're like, yes, we'll see you, but then we're going to have to put it off for a while. I'm like, okay. Yep. So as I'm walking home from that, I, Lonnie goes, hey, will you pick up some bread? And I'm like, okay. So I walk into a major grocery store chain. There is no bread. There's None. no bread.
0: Let me eat cake. And
3: lines were out the door. Mm-hmm. And so I actually went to a liquor store market, and they had like a little like off-brand, like I'd never heard of this brand, wheat bread. That was it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I I don't know exactly what to do at this point because uh, there are, unfortunately, the areas that are completely out of stock— are the areas where we get most of our food? I always joke about it here. If you mm. look into our refrigerator, uh, where we actually don't have sex, we our entire <laughs> our entire apartment is the refrigerator. That's the secret, because Kimberly likes it frigid cold. It's like she's originally from Norland or something like that. So we got to keep it freezing cold. She's like Mister Freeze from the Batman comics. Got to keep it at a certain temperature, otherwise she's gonna melt. So our whole apartment is frozen. But the refrigerator
2: is <laughs> I'm picturing John Carpenter's the thing at this. point. <laughs> like, that's you know, exactly that's- right. <laughs>
0: but um, in our refrigerator, it looks like we have a uh, pet gorilla. <laughs> that's what it looks like. And there's all kinds of veggies and, and meat and everything like that, because we never eat out, especially during the pandemic. We only prepare our own food here. And so, the, you know, because of this, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. It's like we're they're corralling us into buying hamburgers and hot dogs. Is what's going on? I don't know what the hell else to have, but there it is. So uh, I'm
2: sure you'll be fine, Bob. Are are you sure? You guys sure? can always come here because we have so much food still from like when I first <laughs> locked down. Well, my husband went out and bought a twenty pound bag of rice because he's Puerto Rican and he's like, this is how you survive the you know when there's no money and no food. Yeah, lots of beans and rice and. We had finally gotten to the last third of that 20 pound bag of rice, like in the last Mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And he brought home another one. And I'm just like, baby, we have so much rice. He's like, it was on sale.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, obviously, when I'm looking at someone to blame for any of this shit, I don't care if it happened yesterday or if it happened 10 months ago or 16 months ago doesn't matter to me. This is Donald Trump's fault. It's Donald Trump's fault that we're still in this bullshit. We're still contending with COVID. We're still contending with variants. And he can sit on television and talk about the vaccine and Operation Warp Speed all he fucking wants. But the fact of the matter is, he failed when this first started. Two years ago, he dropped the fucking ball deliberately. He was terrified of not getting reelected, so he just became... You know, Captain Indulgent, here, do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to obey the rules if you don't want to. In fact, he's still saying that. So still says, go out and get the vaccine, but you don't have to if you don't want to. It's just immensely irresponsible. So here we are, two years later, going into our third year of this. And uh, it's still a problem. It's still a hassle. It's still a fucking thing where you can't go to the grocery store and get, supp- get regular food. You can't go get a, you know, a packet of chicken, for God's sake. You can't get a, a head of lettuce. That's insane. And yeah, I, for those of you who've experienced the supply chain problem earlier uh, in this crisis... Yeah, I'm uh, Johnny. Uh, slow on the uptake today. I just <laughs> because uh, th- this is finally affecting us, and yeah, it could be one of these other factors playing into it, but I think the main problem here is a uh, supply chain issue because of the the pandemic, and that's what we're facing. And it is absolute bullshit, and it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight. So, yeah, look, I know the Omicron. Variant is on the uh, downturn in a couple of places. I think I saw mm-hmm. New York and New Jersey. The and spike. Boston is
3: showing their poop is going because they're they're testing their sewer. <laughs> well, what, what about
0: Austin and their poop?
3: No, Boston. Oh, Boston. Boston, uh, Boston. The city of Boston is, is testing. So does Los Angeles County. They're testing wastewater for COVID, uh-huh. and they had a huge spike, and the, now it's just. Tumbling way down, and, and cases and hospitalizations usually follow within a week. Uh huh. Okay. So it looks like yeah, Boston is going to hit a boom, go yeah. way down again, which is great. Well, I, I hope it is great.
2: Uh, but <laughs> this shit will throw out another remix. You know it will. It's going to be like, oh, it's time for a new variant. Yeah. Yeah. You know now, i mm. oh, will make like, blood shoot out of your eyes. I mean,
1: it's just. <laughs>
0: I can't celebrate the end of Omicron because then I'm going to sound like Charlie Brown. It's just going to be this it's
1: time. I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was me last uh, what May, June, somewhere around there when the yep. uh, that low ebb in the infection rate because of the vaccines when it started to end. Like ah, oh, I can't believe we were just about to have fun for God's sake. Fun, yeah. And it just, just can't happen. Just it's, it's a good thing I have these drops. I have these new jingles now because, uh, because my tone. They <laughs> are your sole are...
2: source of joy in this <laughs> godforsaken world. Is that what you're saying? Well,
0: what it does is it takes the edge off of my anger right now. Fun. All right. So the uh, here's some uh, interesting news going on right now. I guess that we can uh, maybe categorize this as positive news. The, the Democrats are circumventing the initial filibuster in order to debate the voting rights bills. They figured out an interesting loophole in the system. So what's happened here is that uh, Chuck Schumer has been working with Nancy Pelosi on the House side, and the House is passing a piece of legislation that has to do with NASA. Now, this is going to be the framework, the box into which the voting rights bill will be plunked. I don't know if that's the the right word for it, but needless (sighs) to say... They're doing this thing and it's kind of a a shell piece of legislation that they'll pass in the House and then they'll swap out the content of the legislation with the voting rights bills. And so then that will proceed over to the Senate where it won't need to uh, get past the 60 vote threshold in order to start debate on the floor of the Senate. Now, I think that has already happened. So, debate is underway right now. This kind of
2: reminds me of that company that merged with Trump's media startup. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's
0: exactly (laughs) it. Because that's what they're doing. So now. It's
2: terrible that, like, to enshrine an essential American right in the hands of every citizen to be able to vote, we have to Mm -hmm. fucking sneak a dead body through customs, basically. Yeah. You know, like, it just. Yeah. To, like, get it past the fascists who will shoot it down. And it just. That's where we are.
0: That's right. It's like that babysitter from Goodfellas smuggling mm-hmm. the cocaine, right? She forgot her lucky hat. She has thinking to go more back weekend
2: at Bernie's. <laughs> like we're just dragging democracy around at this point, propping it up. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, this at least is going to get them to the point where they can talk about it on the floor of the Senate. I mean, normally the Republicans would have even blocked that because right. fuck everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're debating it now. Of course, Kirsten Cinema is being a dick once yep. again. She's voice is expressing her opposition to monkeying with the filibuster once again. Joe Biden. Uh, she's as, like a yeast
2: infection that just keeps coming back, I
3: know. And coming
2: back, and coming back. Yeah, I that's mean, exactly it's just, right. Oh, oh my god! start calling her itchy, <laughs> itchy cinema. Like
3: itchy
0: cinema. Oh my god! We got to make that a thing. Itchy cinema. That's exactly what she's doing. What a pain in the fucking ass. What a horrendous troll she is. I hope she desperately needs the White House one of these days. Like she's in trouble. Maybe there's an ethics thing that comes along and she needs the support of the White House. And then suddenly the White House isn't returning her phone calls or throwing her under the bus directly. You know, that could be the case, too. You don't fuck around with a party like this. Yeah. And she must think that somehow she's immune from repercussions due to this because, oh, yeah, she's that 50th vote on other things. But, you know, this she can't be bothered with this because it has to do with, you know, black people being able to vote. Oh, my God. Well, you know, Joe Biden had a great speech yesterday about uh, about this whole process. And I thought it was powerful. I thought it was uh, just the right tone rather than talking about um, you know, more access to voting rights and things like that, instead of framing it that way, he was basically saying, here are the villains, and here's what the villains are doing. They want to make it impossible for you to vote. And that's exactly how he laid it out. And so I, I hope that resonates. You know, look, there was a lot of things to, uh, to tweet about and to post on Facebook today. I hope we're doing it. Do, if, How is what Chris was,
2: Elizabeth going to both sides that one? Yeah, no, yeah You know, yeah. It just...
0: Yeah, remember my uh, thing from last week, David, Jody, where I said, uh, if a great message lands in the forest and no one's around to retweet it, does it make a sound? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, one of those things <laughs> yeah. once again. Yeah. So what's going to happen in the Senate right now is once they're done debating, it's going to end up back into a situation where they have to get 60 votes in order to advance to a vote. What an injustice that is. Yep. That forty
2: percent of the Senate. Other con- countries are looking at us and seeing how hamstrung we are yeah. by this process, and they're like, "Democracy's gonna die mm-hmm. in the United States." Like, Canada is, like, they're, you know, parts of their government that are actively preparing for having a military dictatorship to their south by 2030.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure
3: they're getting ready for refugees from here like they did in The Handmaid's Tale.
0: They're preparing to stop us from entering the country, which is... Yeah, they're figuring
3: out who they (laughs) want in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Me, pick me, please. Basically
2: none of us.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's really hard to emigrate to that country anyway.
2: Yeah, it is. It is.
3: I mean, my, my sisters and my brother during the 2020 election year Mm -hmm. because their mom was Canadian by birth. Yeah. Um, They looked into being able to move up there and they were granted the right to do that if they want to.
0: Oh. I was like, John,
3: will you adopt me?
0: See, I just need to get someone to uh, sneak me across the border.
2: Oh yeah, you'll fit neatly into a (laughs) carry-on.
3: I mean, my friend Nettie moved up there years ago and he said he would adopt Lonnie and me, so, you know, that's a possibility. Please
0: take me. I can say I'm your, your little boy. Like I say, yeah. I'm your, I'm your There's man my son, boy.
3: Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was 14 pounds, 67 ounces when <laughs> I gave birth to him.
2: Oh we man! mixed in some silverback gorilla DNA. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, it, here's oh my God, this is the biggest story of the last 24 hours, easily. Uh, Rachel Maddow reported the other night that Republicans in at least, at least five states forged electoral college documents.
3: I thought it was as many as seven now.
0: Yeah, maybe as many as seven, but it was the big five at least. Uh, What was it? Arizona, North Carolina, I think it was Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Georgia, Pennsylvania, I think was in there certainly. But Rachel reported the other night, quote, Republicans also prepared forged fake documents that were sent to the government proclaiming that actually these other electors were the real electors from these states and they were casting the state's electoral college votes, not for Biden, but for Donald Trump. The MSNBC host went on to show the authentic electoral college documents and the Republican forgeries. And that's an exact quote. Rachel's calling them forgeries, which is because that's what they are. Uh, including the ones from, here we go, Georgia, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Arizona, all of which Biden won. Uh, She said, and it's not like they, again, created these documents to like hold close to their chest and fantasize that this had been the real outcome. It's not like they created these documents just to keep themselves as a keepsake. They sent them into the government as if they were the real documents. Maddow went on to discuss a December 28, 2020 draft letter written by Jeffrey Clark. Here we are again with Jeffrey Clark, a low-level uh. DOJ guy who was plotting with Donald Trump to overthrow the fucking election. Well, he, and he was going to do it from inside. He was plotting to get rid of Jeffrey Rosen, who was the acting AG at the time, and then Jeffrey Clark would have stepped in in his place and done all the shit that Donald Trump wanted him to do, right? Investigate the elections, uh, muscle the, uh, uh, the states to throw out their electoral votes. How did that guy, that Trump guy at the Justice Department, know that two weeks earlier, Republicans in at least five states had, in fact, created these forged electoral documents. Did the Trump Justice Department know about it because they helped Republicans in those states do it? We don't know. But somebody helped them do it because they all filed the exact same document in the same font, in the same spacing, with the exact same language. So somebody helped them do it. So, Jeffrey Clark, he's a Trump loyalist who served in the US Department of Justice during Trump's final weeks in office. Clark's letter, Meadow noted, quote, explicitly describes these forged state slates of electors from multiple states. This is massive. This is a massive conspiracy to commit electoral fraud here. Yep. This is not just voter fraud. This is not just someone going in and trying to vote twice, like Glenn Youngkin's boy tried to do. Right. Boy, is there a pattern here or fucking what? But that's what's going on, and now all of these Republicans in all of these states need to absolutely be investigated for creating these forged documents. Because how this plays into the plot is that, for those of you who have been following along, you know that what the plan was was to get Mike Pence to throw away the legitimate electors in these states and to introduce the electors that are clearly fake from these forged documents, but suffice to say, the idea was throw out the legitimate electors, bring in these alternate electors, throw the whole thing into chaos, yada, 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 Trump becomes president. I've been patient. I've been patient a long time with the Department of Justice on this, but with this new information, we need to, as, as the people, as voters, not just as Democrats, because this applies to everybody. Everyone would have had their votes thrown away to some degree, at least in these states. Mm-hmm. Because what, mm-hmm. if, you, if you strip out the electors from a state, you're basically uh, nullifying all the votes from that state. Yeah. For, you know, your, your selected candidate, So you're basically throwing away, in the case of Pennsylvania, you're throwing away all the Joe Biden votes. That means you, anyone who voted in Pennsylvania... Your votes are getting rejected because everything boils down to the electors. So this is a Republican plot. Did
2: you hear the uh, the Steve Inskeep interview with uh, Trump? No. NPR that he bailed on. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, oh yeah, yeah. That guy said, and this is very
2: what, interesting to hear somebody like draw some parameters yeah. and be like, no, that's not true. Right. That's right. simply not true. Yeah. I mean, not that it stopped him. Well, it did kind of stop him because he got off the call. But, I mean, he just, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean.
0: The NPR host said to Trump, the reason Joe Biden got 82 million votes is because <laughs> it, was a, it was a referendum on you, Mr. President. And that's what pissed off Donald Trump. To the point where, you know, big, strong Donald Trump got his fee-fees hurt and had to run away. What a fucking coward. He can't sit still for an NPR interview where someone says, yeah, you know why? You know why you lost? People just didn't like you. That's too bad, isn't it? And Trump's like, ah, fuck this, I'm leaving. I'm walking out of this. I can't, because I can't handle it. I can't handle the truth. (laughs) What a teeny tiny whiny diaper baby. You know, this is one of the big stories, I think, of our time. The fact that Donald Trump is considered to be a tough guy. The, the, there are all these Republicans thinking, oh my God, tough guy, Donald Trump. I'm so glad we have Donald Trump around because he's strong. He's a tough guy. But he's the opposite. Bringing of manliness
2: back. You know, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wears like a ton of makeup. Mm. He wears a wig and and heels and girdles yeah. and like can't take any criticism, has to have his handheld so he can walk down a 30 degree incline. Exactly.
1: And <laughs>
0: Yeah, and what he needs is he needs all of these people to go to jail in defense of him. Including now all of these Republican conspirators, including Jeffrey Clark, by the way. All creating fake electoral vote documents, electoral college documents with fake electors. Forging documents to make them seem as if they're official. To pass them off as if no one's going to fucking notice. You know, there needs to be some sort of, I don't know, tote board that people keep track of for the number of people who are going to prison for Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I know everyone's getting sick and tired of me going down this line of thought where I'm like, I just can't believe they're doing this for this cartoon character. (laughs) It's
2: amazing. It's not obvious. Flim-flam artist, you know, a total con man from stem to stern, not just 100% bullshit factory. Yeah, yeah. And yet the most gullible assholes in the country have just swallowed it hook, line, and sinker.
0: Well, we have had so many con men come along in American politics, certainly on the Republican side. And by the way, speaking of Republican con men, you got to listen to my interview uh, from yesterday with Brian Karam, White House reporter, Brian Karam, formerly of a playboy. Now he's writing for Salon. He just wrote a book called Free the Press. And he went off on Reagan yesterday on my show. What a beautiful thing that was. Just not pulling any punches. Just hammering Ronald Reagan as being patient zero in our national dilemma right now.
2: Wages have been stagnant since the 80s because of Reagan's union busting. Mm -hmm. There is a direct correlation to him and the air traffic controllers that we're striking. And the fact that Americans work harder and make less for it than anybody else in the world.
0: The only person I've ever heard go off on Reagan harder than Brian Karam did on my show yesterday is Tom Hartman. Yeah. You get Tom Hartman going off on Reagan. I mean, Tom Hartman has charted this all the way back with a series of events, traced it back to uh, the election of 1980 and Ronald yeah. Reagan and this is a phrase that you hear on Tom Hartman's show all the time. Ronald Reagan declaring war on the middle class. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. He was a well, You
3: watched that documentary on him, right?
0: Which documentary?
3: On I think it was on HBO, I'm not sure. His son was interviewed.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. We did watch that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, it
3: really shows like, really? I mean, I met the man uh, in 85. Pleasant fella. Um, (laughs) But My grandmother met him too, yeah. Yeah, he's very, very charming, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, It was a nice enough evening. Uh, But he was the worst in my lifetime president. Yeah, yeah, other than maybe Nixon <laughs> and Trump, I'm going to go Trump first, mm-hmm. and then Nixon, and then Reagan. Uh, George both W. Bush. Reagan
2: and Trump. You know, it was basically a man chimp baby thing <laughs> that was hyped. I mean, well, there were but, but I mean, it, but, it,
3: but Ronald Reagan was a governor first. You got to give him that. that. Is true. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, he did have government experience, and plus, he ran a union, which he ended up busting up unions, which is what pisses me off more mm-hmm. about him. Was he was the president of SAG.
0: He also wrapped his arms and his legs around the evangelical community for the first time and That's that's Nancy's Republican.
3: That's Nancy's dad's influence on him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that mm-hmm. started us down the road where the Republican Party is this group of religious zealots, and that has created all kinds of issues, too. He also elevated people like Lee Atwater, who started this mm-hmm. really... I mean, obviously, Richard Nixon was the master at the rat fuck and the master at dirty tricks and so on, mm-hmm. but... Ronald Reagan and the crew of political operatives that surrounded him were unparalleled. And then uh, from that group comes people like Karl Rove. Yeah. And you can really mm-hmm. chart the steady decline of the Republican Party becoming a bunch mm-hmm. of trolls and bullshitters, a bunch of uh, religious zealots, uh, persecuted racists. Chart that all the way back to 1980, that election. I mean, obviously, yeah, we I saw mean,
3: without a- Reagan, we wouldn't have had a Trump.
0: Exactly right. Soften the yeah. uh, the ground for that. And in fact, Brian Karam was saying that, too. So they were like, look, I mean, Donald Trump basically stood on the shoulders of giants. In this case, giant mm-hmm. assholes. And that's how Donald Trump got elected. It wasn't like Donald Trump invented a whole new way of doing politics. Donald Trump just took what was there, co-opted it, expanded it, bastardized it even further. And that's what it is. It's like... Mm-hmm. I always do this uh, sort of hopscotch thing where you go from Reagan, maybe to Dan Quayle, uh, like elevating Dan Quayle.
3: George H.W. Well, that, that helped with Sarah Palin.
0: Yeah. I mean, George H.W. Bush still played some of those fucking dirty tricks. Still did oh, the Willie Horton ads. Oh, no,
3: he
2: was a CIA spook. Are you kidding? Yeah. George H.W. Bush was not a nice man.
0: Bill
3: Barr, hi.
2: Bleak. Yeah. Yeah, Bill,
3: exactly. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: Bill Barr. Bill Barr is another one. Lee Atwater worked for uh, George H.W. Bush as well. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, Bill Clinton comes along, defeats them in 1992 when it was uh, assumed that George H.W. Bush was going to get reelected in 1992. Bill Clinton comes out of nowhere, this Teflon guy who can't be taken down with a sex scandal or anything like that. 1992 really started the no holds barred, we're going to fuck you over brand of Republican politics. That gave us uh, Newt Gingrich and the Gingrich revolution of 94. And just, the, it's all documented very well in the, uh, I think it's a documentary called The Hunting of the President, where that's where the vast <laughs> Republican conspiracy, is that what Hillary Clinton called it? The the vast?
2: No, it was a vast uh, right-wing uh, conspiracy. Vast right-wing, right-wing conspiracy, experience. yeah, yeah, it, yeah, Exactly. And so, Wait, and- was she? Did she lie? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. They made her. They, you know, just like what she said. It's like they take anything out of her mouth, and it's truth. Like mm-hmm. basket of deplorables, and then mm-hmm. they make. Ew, yeah, I'm yeah. So tired of America right now. It's America, just a succession. You're on of, my fucking nerves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just a succession of dummies on the Republican side. We've got lots mm-hmm. more examples here to come. We're gonna talk about Kevin McCarthy. We're gonna talk about Glenn Beck. <laughs> don't don't anyone spoil oh, it in case you don't know what's going on with Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. I
3: don't. <laughs> oh, I do. Glenn Beck's
0: on the news. <laughs> Shh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I won't. All right. <laughs> Okay, good. Good, good. Okay, so more show coming up here in a second. But first, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there's something depressing you, if there's something that you can't break away from, that's dragging you down, you can't shake it, you can't get out of bed in the morning, don't sweat it. We have a solution for you. It's called BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Telehealth for your mental health. BetterHelp is going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. You can log into your account anytime you want. You can send a message to your therapist to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you're not going to have to risk COVID in the waiting rooms and so on. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com sesca. That's betterhelp.com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link is in- in the description under this episode at bobsuska.com and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So here, your special offer for Bob Seska show listeners get 10% off your first month of therapy at betterhelp.com/seska. That's betterhelp.com/seska. Thank you. Bob
1: Seska. of you when the leaves are falling and the sky is clear the wind's prevalence
2: keeps growing all the while
1: and then you can't explain the way it seems like it's always
0: it's got brand new jingles how do you like that how do you like them apples <laughs> I'm just I'm obsessed with old timey jingles what can I say oh by the way this is equals conquest song is called Less Affected from their At the Heart of the Empire album. Got their link tree uh, linked in the description under this episode of BobSuska.com. BobSuska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. We thank you for doing that. Another Indie Music Countdown just around the corner. A couple of weeks here. Our first Indie Music Countdown since like, I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> Seems like we haven't done one in a while. About, about time that we do another one here. All right, uh, moving along here in the show. David, I get the sense that you're just in a pissy-pants mood today. Are you? Am I Am I accurate with that assessment?
2: Yeah, yeah I'm just really tired and uh, just kind of over the fact that nothing is changing, you yeah. know, and yeah. that I'm out there every day at the, you know, retail job around mm. people who aren't wearing masks, just basically, like, waiting to come up positive.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, And it just, I feel like a duck in a shooting gallery sometimes. And it's just. Yeah,
0: Yeah. we're in a situation where it's a very much a wag the dog scenario where Mm -hmm. the minority of Americans, the small minority of Americans, well, I guess what, 40% uh, of Americans, maybe closer to 30% are just fucking over the rest of us. And they kind of like it. They don't mind getting sick as long as they're owning the libs. That is the craziest fucking thing that I think we've ever experienced as a nation. Just an entire population, an entire segment of the voting population saying, hey, you know what? Let's go risk death Hey, by the way, let's also drink pee while we're at it. Let's all drink our own piss while we're here, just to own the libs, because it's going to make them nuts, and they're not going to be able to go back to doing what they like to do, you know, buying food in the grocery store, for example,
2: doing normal shit. Playing live shows. Yeah, having a, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I want to play a show so bad, and I want to go dancing, I want to just be like on a You know, 3 a.m. dance floor, sweaty mess, around 100 strangers, Mm -hmm. just like getting down. And that is like the worst possible thing. Yeah. Because everyone's breathing hard. So it's just, it's, and.
0: uh, Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, you know, the, the drinking your own pee. I don't know how many anti-vaxxers or how many Republicans are drinking their own pee. I imagine it's fewer than we think. But
2: regardless, that just cracks me up. They're calling it urine therapy. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm in therapy. You <laughs> need therapy. Or <laughs> yeah. uh, the great Rocky
0: Mountain Mike made this for us. In today's MAGA army, we consume more urine before 9 a.m. than most people do all day.
1: We <laughs> all <laughs> you can do See your
0: Mago recruiter today
1: In the Med Army <laughs> You know
0: my favorite part of that? The peeing sound followed by Mike going gluck gluck, 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 gluck uh-huh. <laughs> Holy God Oh yes Here we are The year 2022 And Republicans are drinking their own The piss.
2: thing is what do the libs ever do to them? Like they want to? Like they're really they? Like live to make liberals cry, and it's like all we ever did was ask you to be slightly less of an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Stop mm-hmm. using the N word. Stop
0: using the N word. Exactly right. You know? Stop getting. Stop beating up trans people. It's just like why is that so hard? Why is that so difficult? Right. It, part of it is they're sick and tired of us being right, and I think that's a legitimate. Uh, I believe, analysis of one of the things that's driving this uh, American nervous breakdown that we see a lot Mm -hmm. of happening on the Republican side of the aisle. And it's driven by this this series of grievances. And at the top of the series of grievances, it's like, uh, we're so sick and tired of the liberals being right and then being smug about being right. Mm-hmm. So, fuck everything. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter how many of us die. We're going to get back at them now for being right. We're just going to make it so being <laughs> right doesn't even matter
2: anymore. <laughs> I think that's the key. Being it's, right but doesn't. It's like a three year old, like, I'm going to hold my breath until I turn blue. Like, <laughs> it's just like, really, yeah. guys. Like, fucking get on with your lives. Yeah. Okay. Just. Mm -hmm. All most people want to do is, like, have a decent job, go home to someone they love, maybe have some kids and some pets, you know, and just, like, not go broke from getting sick.
1: Yeah. Uh Or
2: not, like, get shot at the grocery store. Right. And this whole culture, there's this whole rage and hate culture that's just boiling along. Fox News is just, you know, doing its white nationalist thing every damn day and – and I, you know, I'm pretty sure that none of these people that forge these documents are ever going to see any repercussions. Neither is fucking Kevin McCarthy, who right. at this point is basically like more guilty of conspiracies than you know the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if he keeps it up, he's going to ruin the name McCarthy in American politics. <laughs> well, this
0: is a this is actually a right. pretty big uh, development as far as Kevin McCarthy's involvement in the One Six insurrection. In fact, Liz Cheney said about Kevin McCarthy refusing to voluntarily testify before the 1-6 committee. She said, uh, quote, I wish that he were a brave and honorable man. But the real story here comes to us from Benny Thompson, the chair of the 1-6 committee. Uh, In a letter on Wednesday, Thompson, Democrat of Mississippi, and the chairman of the committee said the panel had obtained, quote, contemporaneous text messages from multiple witnesses that refer to White House staff members expressing significant concerns about Mr. Trump's state of mind and his ongoing conduct in the days after Jan 6. Mm-hmm. Quote, it appears that you may also have discussed with President Trump the potential he would face a censure resolution, impeachment, or removal under the 25th Amendment, Mr. Thompson wrote to McCarthy. Quote, it also appears that you may have identified other possible options, including President Trump's immediate resignation from office. This is shit that Kevin McCarthy was actually strategizing about after the insurrection. And then, of Here's course, the thing about dropped him. all of I
2: it. mean, Kevin McCarthy has no moral compass. He is a no. windsock. Yeah. He blows whichever way he thinks it's going to gain him more power. Mm-hmm. So he has no compunctions about Marjorie Taylor Greene just being a ship-flinging swinging from the chandeliers in the house and, like, ducking through the metal detectors with a gun in her pocket. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care as long as he gets to be speaker next. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's got no moral conviction whatsoever. I mean, and you can just look at him. He's like a soft, squishy-headed man. <laughs> you know, he looks kind of like a Q-tip. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, remember, he said... Just, didn't, he has... Yeah. He just has no principles. I yeah. mean, he has all the principles of a fucking hungry hyena, mm-hmm. basically. And so, like, it just for anyone to get outraged or surprised that Kevin McCarthy would, you know, strategize, you know, like, please, you know, he would have been the first, if if it looked like there was blood in the water around Trump, he would have been there like a Roman Senator to stick his knife into Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it didn't work out that way. He went to Mar-a-Lago and kissed the fucking ring. Yeah.
0: Yep. I want to hear more from Kevin McCarthy about this plan to remove Trump from office. I want to know more about which Republicans supported that plan initially. These are all important aspects of all of this because it suggests that anything that happened after all of that plotting, all of that planning in the wake of the insurrection was uh, legitimate. And then everything that happened after that was uh, somehow coerced or manipulated by Trump himself or by the party or both. You know, what, what changed Kevin McCarthy's mind? between uh you know trying to tell Donald Trump to call off the insurrectionists during the actual insurrection wasn't that what he was saying he
2: was on the mm-hmm. phone with Trump a bunch
0: of times yeah it was
2: yeah. a it was a pure power calculus it has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with any form of reality morality or any kind of decent human kindness it's mm-hmm. everything to do with i need to be next in the speaker line so that i can Give the finger to Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. It
3: also could be that Donald Trump has something on him and it was witness tampering.
2: That
0: could be it, too. I'd
3: love Mm -hmm. it. I know Jamie Raskin, I think it was Jamie Raskin, was talking, and maybe Adam Schiff talking about, you know, subpoenaing members of Congress. And they're like, well, the Ethics Committee has people come to them all the time. So it's not unprecedented for the house to investigate its members for an ethics violation Mm -hmm. which this obviously could be as well yeah um but the ethics committee right now because it's you know bipartisan in a dumb way Mm -hmm. um is kind of useless at the moment so i know that they're looking at the house rules on this but i say start subpoenaing
0: yeah absolutely do it risk
3: it risk it don't you know they, they do it to you if the shoe were on the other foot, they'd do it to them absolutely. in a New York minute.
0: Well, I understand there's a process, and the process takes time, but right. God damn it, and there's
2: the problem is the delays. They keep yeah. filing delays and motions, and it's just they know how to string this shit out until mm-hmm. the round changes. Yeah, you know, and it just it
0: uh... well, the clock is ticking. That's the problem. The clock is ticking because a year from now, the Republicans could be con- in control of the House. And if that happens, they will form exactly. They will absolutely form. The committee to investigate the, the former one-six committee.
1: committee.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how that's going to play out. They'll start their own one-six committee, but you know what it'll be about? It'll be about all of these bullshit, big lie, election mm-hmm. fraud claims, which are basically gigantic uh, projection slash distraction plots. It's exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. Uh, by the way, speaking of, uh, you were mentioning uh, ethics uh, a second ago, Jody. Mm-hmm. This is a, a piece of legislation that all the Democrats should support, I mean, and I don't know why they aren't, but, well, I, I do know why they aren't, but Senate Democrats are introducing a bill to ban stock trades in Congress.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, why let's not? Let's do it. It's, uh, I'm, I'm
3: all for it. I mean, I know a lot of them have, like, blind trusts, but it's not like they can't give information. for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, just know, okay, you have your stocks, that's done. You can't sell anything you've already got. You can't buy anything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're stuck in your portfolio, and it's going to make or lose money as it's going to make or lose money while you're in office.
0: This is called the Ban Congressional Stock Trading Act, and it would require that all sitting members of Congress, their spouses and dependent children, divest Mm -hmm. from certain investments or transfer them into a qualified blind trust within 120 days of the legislation being enacted. Incoming members of Congress and their families would have to do the same within 120 days of taking office. The legislation sponsored by John Ossoff and Mark Mm -hmm. Kelly. Georgia and Arizona weighing in on this one, and I couldn't agree with it more. I think Nancy Pelosi was kind of taking a, she was kind of tiptoeing around this. But uh, I'll be interested to see this, whether this passes or whether there's any Republican support for this. Do you think there will be? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Not a chance in hell. No. Uh, certainly not after what we saw during the Trump years. And this is one of the things that gets buried under the uh, avalanche of news is all of those suspicious trades that were happening right around the time that uh, Trump would announce something with mm-hmm. uh, China and the, and the trade war that he started, where it was just it was so strange that he would announce this and it would move the stock market. Just, it would make just a random announcement, like, ah, things aren't going so well, and then the stock market goes way down.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, at the same time, there's a bunch of short positions taken,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, in particular on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, uh, according to uh, reporter William Cohan. So uh, that's something that mm, I'm not holding my breath for anyone to investigate that because there are like a thousand investigations that are probably more important, even though that is pretty fucking important. Any other time, that would be a huge, huge fucking
2: scandal. But uh, speaking of investigations, what am I hearing? There were, there were vague rumblings about Matt Gates's ex girlfriend.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Poor Head Rapey like,
3: is going to be going through some things.
2: Yeah. She
0: testified
2: in that sex trafficking
0: investigation uh, as part of her immunity deal. So, you know, I could see where they
2: swore in on a stack of back issues of sassy magazine.
0: (laughs) You know, this is one of those things where I'm sure Gates's defense team will say like, oh, well, you know, she's an ex-girlfriend. So it's not a very reliable source.
3: They're recorded on a phone call together. That's part of her immunity deal because it seems like she was also obstructing justice and that. Phone call was recorded. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: He can say she's an ex all he wants. He's also on that recording.
0: Yeah, NBC News reports that the testimony was part of an immunity deal for the woman whose name was withheld in uh, news reports to protect her privacy. Uh, the Department of Justice is currently in the middle of an investigation and in allegations the 39 year old Gates maintained a sexual relationship with a 17 year old girl. Barf. Three friends of the woman said she was involved in an open relationship with Gates from 2017 to 2018. No accounting for bad taste, is there? <laughs> and spoke, no. spoke ob- openly about uh, other women he was involved with. She was also present on a widely scrutinized trip to the Bahamas with political allies mm-hmm. of the congressman's. a jaunt which several reports suggest may have featured underage women. So there it is. Um, and look... <laughs> There's lots
2: of bartender Valtrax for all my friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: you know, we just
2: uh, open relationship with Matt Gates just sounds like a like a cornucopia of microorganisms that you don't want touching your (laughs) sensitive parts. You know, like yes, uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably had STDs that don't even have names for. They just (laughs) oh
0: yes, absolutely. And you know, look, we've had a lot of shitty news here today, but. Anytime something like this comes up or a story about the walls closing in in Manhattan uh, around Donald Trump for racketeering uh, in that racketeering investigation, for example, it makes me happy because I know at least on some level privately, these guys are shitting their pants and they Mm -hmm. should be. And if they're not shitting their pants, they really ought to be. Because if they're not shitting their pants, they are delusional. So,
2: fun, yeah. Speaking of which, did you see that Thomas Friedman column saying that J- that Liz Cheney should be on the freaking 2024 ticket with Biden? Are you
3: fucking no. kidding me? Yeah. No, yeah, no. I saw that. <laughs> no.
2: Our vice president's name, sir, is Madam Vice President Amla Devi Harris. Period. <laughs>
1: it's just like
2: um yeah I, I just I can't with that. I'm like what I just uh, that I think it's Can you imagine you have one of the most vaunted opinion pages on the planet. Mm-hmm. You ha- you could have you have access to the intellectual elite of the English speaking world and you ha- you continue to support Maureen Dowd, Tom Friedman. Yeah. What's that dunderhead, the Catholic one. Um uh,
0: a Catholic oh, dunderhead? Geez, where do I start? <laughs> I don't know.
2: David I, Brooks, you know. David um, Brooks, yeah.
0: Yeah, Crystal Lizza. Well, the, Ryan Lizza. It's just. Yeah, Chuck Todd. I'm just, uh, I'm naming assholes now. I'm just going through the list.
2: It's easy. <laughs> yeah, these people don't actually, like, write for the New York Times opinion page and get have columns. Mm-hmm. Like Thomas Friedman and Maureen Dowd. I mean, I read Maureen, Dowd, Maureen Dowd's writing and I'm just like, this is like I'm written on a sixth grade level. that's great. <laughs> It's terrible. Like, yeah. Except that, like, seventh graders have not been alive long enough to know what her pop culture references refer to. You I know? mean, I'm just.
0: D- does anyone younger than 70 read Thomas Friedman or Maureen Dowd anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just for people who are accustomed to politics from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> they're just still into them. But they're so irrelevant now no one talks yep. about Thomas Friedman anymore. I know during George W. Bush, everyone talked about Thomas Friedman. There was a, that was a blogosphere. He was a blogosphere 1.0 ghoul. Like we used to always bust on him back in the day. He's like, you know how people react toward Chuck Todd now? That's how they reacted toward uh, Thomas Friedman during blogosphere 1.0. Yeah. 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 We had different kinds of villains back then. By the way, um, new Quinnipiac poll. Speaking of shitting yourself, <laughs> the new Quinnipiac poll has Biden's approval rating at 33%.
3: And that's the only thing they're going to report because there was another Eric Bollard again. There was another poll that had him at 45%.
0: Interesting. Well, yeah, the Quinnipiac poll I think is an outlier.
2: I just, I just don't – polls, what the fuck are polls? They haven't been accurate. I mean, like with the elections, we all thought Trump was going to lose by a lot more than he did. Yeah. And the pollsters all had it there. Yeah, They a good totally point. blew it in 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, what the fuck do pollsters know? Nobody answers their phone anymore anyway because they're worried it's going to be someone wanting to talk to them about their auto's extended warranty.
1: <laughs> and I just
2: yeah. – Nobody answers their phone. So, where are pollsters getting their information? I don't answer my phone when I don't recognize the number. Do you?
0: No. no so I absolutely just, not. I feel
2: like. We are in a somewhat statistically rudderless time in that, like, we don't have an accurate like internet polls are garbage. Phone polls have become equally garbage. I feel like so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a really yeah, good point about about polling because uh, you know they're all over the place. There's more outliers now. Obviously, some of the election-based polls haven't played out accurately. Um, so I, I'm worried that yeah, it's a a failing paradigm to rely on polling now because I think. To a certain degree, I think a lot of people are, and maybe more than in the past, are telling pollsters what they think the pollsters want to hear or aren't really considering the facts. I mean, there's so much disinformation out there that could be reacting to something that isn't even true. Obviously, with the economy, like, for example, this this particular poll, this new Quinnipiac poll, showed that 70% of poll respondents say the economy is poor or not so good. What? say that.
3: What? What are are they watching, Fox? I I I mean, for fuck's sake. I know.
0: But this is just people responding to poll questions based on drive-by information that they hear on cable news, maybe. Or Mm. someone complaining about the supply chain or inflation. Not really impacting them personally, but they just hear it. It's part of the zeitgeist. It's part of the common wisdom. So they reflect that common wisdom because they don't know what else to say. Right. All right, I'm in this. I just got to gotta answer the fucking question so I can get back to, you know, binge watching Squid Game.
3: You know, it's just like, yeah,
0: shit. So how do you come up with a proper metric in terms of what people are thinking from moment to I'm moment? I'm
3: going to start answering my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, fuck, we stu- And will do it twice and it's going to be some spammy shit and you're going to be like, fuck that. Yeah, I know. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, no, 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 you, don't, you, don't, you guys don't know the story of the Scientologist who kept calling. What's that? Uh. So this one side, these they kept calling. I don't know how they got my number, but they the, the phone rang and it would be where I'd say hello. Yeah. Hi, this is so and so. We haven't heard from you in a while. Who the fuck are you? Well, um, I'm so and so from Scientology. I'm like, oh, okay, click. And then they'd call <laughs> back like a minute later, same person, and I'm like, does hanging up on you not make any sense? <laughs> And then click, and then again, like a minute later, the same Did person call back. I not hang back. up
2: on you in English, sir?
3: It, no, and then the third time, I, I go, if you don't stop fucking calling me, I'm going to file a fucking restraining order against good. you, and Miscavige ain't going to fucking help you.
0: Yeah, good for you.
3: You yeah. know, I mean, they would do that to me, and I and I and like they'll send me, like, Jody, you're at level such and such. I'm like, I've never joined your cult. <laughs> right.
0: <clears throat> Holy shit. Well, they're tenacious. There's that. Yeah.
3: Oh, they've come to my house, too.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe they somehow. Maybe you fit somehow the um, the qualifications for a possible recruit. Money, money,
2: money, money. Well, my ex mother's money.
3: My my sister's ex husband's second ex wife was in Scientology.
2: Oh okay. All
0: right.
3: And Mm. so I I met you know I met Beck there. I met a bunch of Jenna uh, Elfman. Is that her last name? Um, Oh yeah yeah. A bunch of people at their parties um, that are also Scientologists, so maybe Trey gave them my information or or Mariah did. I don't know, Um, but it it was really bad for a while. Every now and then I'll get a letter and then they send it in a business reply envelope, so I just put their letter back going, take me off your fucking list or I'm going to fucking sue you. And I f- then I put it back.
2: I forgot. Beck it, it was, was a Scientologist. I bet yeah. it just you know. Let's it. Ryan might have done him. it. I
3: don't <laughs> know if he's a Scientologist. That fucking pig. But um, uh, uh, he might have, for all I know. But he mm-hmm. never had my address or phone number, so probably not.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I we forgot to talk about Glenn Beck. So we're going to talk about Glenn Beck here
3: <laughs>
1: in,
0: in just one second. I'm not deliberately teasing now. Speaking I just. Speaking <laughs> of recurring
2: <laughs> yeast infections.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, but first, if you're only listening to this part of the show, the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, you're only hearing the first hour. You're missing the third act of the show. There's an additional 20 minutes after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show that you're not hearing Unless you're on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show, or simply bobsuscashow.com. It's completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you $5 Per month, it's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings on to you, and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. So don't miss out. Again, that's BobSeskaShow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends, and we thank you. The Bob Seska
1: Show, hit after hit, song after song, (laughs) music (laughs) power.
2: The cloudy sky
1: cotton candy haze and I, I, I floating like a feather with a raindrop tail Yellow <laughs> daisy doesn't
0: That's not James Taylor. That's Dave Liebenthal. Brand new single called "Granite Meadow." I love this song. It's almost a summer song. I almost waited to play this until like May, but it's too too good to pass up. Again, Dave Dave Liebenthal. (laughs) Did I just call him Dave? Uh huh. I think I did. Sorry, Dave. Oh, shit. Link in the description to support Dave Liebenthal and to grab this song and have it for your collection. Please do. Download Recklessly. Okay. Getting back into things here. Finally, we're going to talk about Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck has COVID <laughs> again. Again for the second fucking time, you fucking moron. You fucking idiot. Have been vaccinated? Uh-huh. No. All of you fucking it. Well, he, does, he says he hasn't. I have no idea. I'll just take this at face value that he's unvaccinated. He's got COVID for a second
2: time. Yep.
0: So much for natural immunity, you fucking dinguses. I'm telling you
2: that. Do you only get about, you know. Uh, Twelve weeks of natural immunity from an infection, and then you're ripe again. Exactly. You know, like it's just yeah, it's gonna keep going around and around and around. And it's mm. never gonna stop. And <laughs> I
0: know, David, I'm so there with Damn. you. I am so right there with you. It's I'm having one of those days, and you know what? This day, my mood this day about COVID actually started last night as I was talking to John Fugel saying everything started off well we're talking about prosecutions of Donald Trump and so on and what are the most likely prosecutions we made a list and everything and then we started talking about COVID and I got into talking about long COVID which I'm gonna talk about here in just a second and then my mood just was like it was like the lead went right out of my pencil (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if you think about COVID now, that's like the new thing to uh, keep from having an orgasm, I guess. It used to be baseball scores. Now you just think about long COVID. It's like, oh, fuck.
2: Fuck. Oh, it's always Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Well, there's Margaret that. that
0: day. Whatever you have to use to hold back your orgasm. Uh, he said here, Glenn Beck said, it's starting to go into my lungs. Sad. So yeah. sad, isn't it? <laughs> It's starting to go into my lungs today. and I'll, to
2: a nicer con man. Yeah,
0: yeah. He says it's a little disturbing. I'm on all the medications and treatments and everything else, so it's all good, Mr. Beck said during an appearance on Mark Levin's daily radio show, yeah. The Talking Adenoid. Uh, Mr. Levin, a vociferous booster of any and all things Trump, whose voice has been compared with... Master Shake on the Cartoon Network program, Aquatine Hunger Force. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Asked of Mr. Beck uh, if he was using a monoclonal antibody treatment. Monoclonal antibodies have been shown to have some effectiveness, blah, blah, blah. Mr. Beck said that the antibody treatment, quote, doesn't seem to be working in his case. <laughs> but he added that he is taking ivermectin, an anti-parasite drug. No. Yeah, yeah, oh, he yeah. is. He said he's oh, taking man. everything. He said he's taking <laughs> everything. Because you know why? Because Big Pharma's vaccine, bad. Everything else Big Pharma has to offer, good. Mm-hmm. That's how stupid and fucked up this is. We can't have the fucking vaccine because Big Pharma's putting something fishy into our fucking bodies, and I won't have it. But give me everything else, goddammit, Big Pharma loaded up. Until that
2: up. oxygen sat starts to drop, and yeah. then they're like, oh shit, <laughs> Throw me, through, you know, give me everything, Doc. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're
0: flagging entire tractor trailers full of every fucking pharmaceutical they can get their fucking hands on. So, yeah, please give me monoclonal antibodies. Give me ivermectin. Give me Regeneron. Give me Remdesivir, whatever the fuck that is. Just like I'm going to open my mouth. Isn't a character
2: from Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: remdesivir. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Lord Rimdesivir of the North. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All these fucking idiots with their mouths open like baby birds waiting to have all this other shit vomited into their gullets. Uh, but the vaccine, that's a step too far. Right. Yeah. But this yeah. is also, I mean, this also illustrates that if you have the natural immunity, as you were saying, David, it's not going to last. It's not chickenpox. You have to right. keep getting COVID in order to keep getting the natural immunity. So if you're willing to get covid multiple times and all the accompanying p- potential for long-term side effects for We're dying dying
2: I mean, Glenn
0: Beck can't be the healthiest guy.
2: In the, the way world. I've been trying to I mean, explain it to people, the, the corona that we're talking about is like that ring of keys on the janitor's belt that will, you know, eventually, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. it's gonna one of them's gonna work, you <laughs> know, and it just will keep trying to get into your body. And so, like, yeah, you you change the locks one time when you get COVID, yeah, um, and then the, here comes, you know, it's got six more keys. that will fit. It's just like. N-
3: uh-huh. Well, I mean, and Glenn Beck even said he was a fatty, fatty so.
2: He's like so. somewhere between a Cabbage
0: Patch doll and Colonel Sanders. That's what Glenn Beck looks somewhere now. Somewhere
3: between if, those. Yeah. yeah. If
0: if Colonel Sanders ever once fucked a Cabbage Patch doll, that's Sanders how. Sanders
3: got... had had better cheekbones.
0: <laughs> We've gotten to that point in the show, haven't we?
2: And
0: better <laughs> politics.
3: <laughs>
2: Colonel Sanders was a racist fuck, but he had better politics than Glenn Beck. And he had better
3: cheekbones. I'm just going to go and say. Just look it up, kids. He did.
2: And cool glasses, got to say.
3: So long COVID
0: is a real fucking thing. Here's how real it is. Yeah. According to epidemiologist Eric Feigelding, there are 1.3 million people in the United Kingdom who self-reported long COVID, and that is only up to the 6th of December, last year. That doesn't even include no. the Omicron wave, does it?
3: No, it doesn't yet because they haven't had it long enough for long COVID.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
3: no, I mean, my friend has had COVID shit since <laughs> yeah. I think the summer of 20.
0: Fuck man.
3: Um, and it may be this spring, but certainly by the summer and it triggered something that was in her body that mm-hmm. hadn't shown up and it, it brought it out, and so it's got. She's got this un- this underlying thing that she didn't know she had, and COVID triggered it.
0: <laughs> Good God! Like an without getting thing? COVID,
3: she would may have never gotten this to be triggered, mm-hmm. or it would have happened in her 70s or 80s. She's only in her 40s.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And Super- she sometimes can't get I'm up and so walk. Tired. It's that I'm bad. I'm so
2: tired, you guys. I mean, I'm not that tired. I'm tired. But I'm just so tired of people's. Just lack of any kind of sense of responsibility mm-hmm. to the community. Yeah,
0: that's it. You that's know, where I, I am. I got into yep. it at
2: my job with this woman who, you know, wasn't wearing a mask.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, you know, it's not to keep you from getting it. It's to keep your germs in and not expose us who have to be here. And right. It's was, a combo
3: plate. For I don't both. have the virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: She says, I don't have the virus. And I just looked her dead in the eye and said, you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, Lonnie's leaving town she in got- a few weeks to go see his father in Florida. And oh I t- I'm getting him. Basically, we have Binax-1s, which apparently can detect Omicron. Uh-huh. Um, so I have three tests here. <laughs> so he gets home that afternoon. Tests. We're separate. I mean, I think I'm sending a car to pick him up <laughs> from yeah. the airport. And so I'm going to sleep in the living room. He's going to sleep in the bedroom with his, his girlfriend, the cat. <laughs> and... Our house is big enough that we can kind of separate and mask up while we're inside. So he's taking a test immediately when he gets home because he'll be in Florida for f- uh, four, four nights. Plus, he's traveling for airports. So the f- uh, by the time he gets home, if he was God, exposed at the airports getting like- there, and then three days after that, another at-home-by-next test. And if he tests negative all those times, then we'll have a nice time. If he tests positive once, we're quarantining.
0: Fun. Fun!
3: Yeah,
2: just like to see his dad he basically has to be like in this mm-hmm. like the that the second half Well he of just found out his it, sister it, it, and brother-in-law have um Omicron. Oh no. That's so. horrible.
3: Oh well, god damn it. Too you are far-
2: saying like everyone we're all going to get it eventually because I mean it is so contagious and because just like
3: Well, I was you can't exposed and I didn't any. get it. So, but that mm. was thank you masks.
2: Yeah.
0: Jesus. And boosted. Yeah.
3: You know, masks and being boosted.
0: Are we ever going to go back to normal life again? I mean, it's just where I'm at right now, too. I don't know. I don't know either. I just don't. It's, uh, this, look, I'm, just, I'm replaying my conversation with John Fugel saying now, and I'm just like, fuck. But mm-hmm. 2% of the population of the UK has long COVID. Here's where, um, mm-hmm. As far as children go, uh, 44,000 children age 2 to 11 have long COVID in the UK. 73,000 children aged 12 to 16 have long COVID. This is long COVID of any duration. 20,000 kids aged 2 to 16 have had long COVID for 12 plus months. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. That is the, uh, one of the worst case scenarios. And that doesn't even get into the longer term side effects, right. the cognitive issues. Well, I think uh, long COVID does involve brain fog to an extent. But, uh, God, but the good news is, uh, Dr. Fauci called Senator Marshall a moron.
3: I loved that. And then he, didn't he say Jesus Christ right after? Yes.
0: He said, he said off mic, he went like this. He went, what a moron, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, yay. It was beautiful.
3: beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Fauci.
2: With all due respect, Senator, go fuck yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he wanted to say that. (laughs) Right. Especially to Rand Paul.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, just the garbage they keep pouring on him and insisting that he sit there and put up with this ridiculous, like, I mean, they might as well just sit there and ladle lukewarm bullshit onto him in person. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And, it, and I'm just, why are you arguing with this man? Yeah. Because it's a cultural lodestar now. Mm-hmm. Like, and yep. our lodestone.
0: Lodestar. Uh, yeah, that's a Mike yeah. Pence's word, isn't it? Lodestar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, um, how would you like to be in your 80s? Still having to deal with these fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> having to go into Congress, answer their stupid fucking questions, whether it's Rand Paul or Senator Marshall or one of these other fuck nuts who don't know anything about anything. They're like, yeah. you know, what if I don't care if I get it, but it's not about you.
3: No, it's not about it's you. Not. It's not. And when people go, my body, my choice, you know, with, with abortion, it's like, <laughs> uh, that is a private decision between me and my doctor because it doesn't affect you. Yeah. You getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine does affect the rest of society.
1: hmm Right. So you can
3: go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, turns out uh, that's pandemic, that's a pandemic just way. too complicated for most Americans to handle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, present company, except whenever I talk about most Americans, I don't mean you listening to the show or any of us here on the show. We know who we're talking about. Right. Um, lots to talk about, by the way, on the Shadow Docket show coming up next on our Patreon page. It's not happening here, so... Unless you're listening on our Patreon page, the show is about to end in approximately one minute and 25 seconds. But if you're on our Patreon page, the show will go on. And on and on and on. The Marines have a brand new toy that they're playing with. We're going to talk about that on the Shadow Docket show. Uh, Wow. A guy joined a urine therapy Facebook group. (laughs) And has reported back his findings. So some of the conversations are utterly fascinating. We're going to read some of those. Uh, Yeah. Republicans are chickening out of something again because they're fucking little babies. Mm -hmm. They can't handle normal politics anymore. So they have to create their own little sandbox and piss their pants in their own little pissy Mm -hmm. pants sandbox. Sit there in their pee pants.
1: All day long,
0: doing nothing but screaming in their pee pants, their big boy pee pants. Can't play with grown-ups anymore. So that at least you know what? At least this means we don't have to kick them out. They're just <laughs> marginalizing themselves. All right, five dollars a month for the Shadow Docket Show on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show. If you can't remember that, it's BobSuskaShow.com. Very easy to remember. Link under the logo at BobSuska.com. All right, see you over there, folks. Bye, bye, bye.